from 2 Corinthians 10 and 3. Very, very, very familiar passage of scripture. If you don't already know this scripture by heart, it would be a very good one to learn because I use it quite often. And I want to say again, thank you for coming and trusting me tonight because you are here because you trust me. You trusting that I have a word from the Lord for you. And I don't take that lightly. I really don't. Your trust means everything to me. And if we ever needed each other, we need each other right now, today. And we may think that Paul was a little arrogant when he said this. He said, follow me as I follow Christ. And I want that prayer, follow me as I follow Christ. I want you to see Christ in me and know that the person you are following as the one that's leading you has Christ, the exemplified in every action, in every word, in every deed, from the inside out. Follow me as I follow Christ. Second Corinthians 10 and 3. For though we walk in the flesh, that's this right here, this real stuff that when you pinch it, it hurts. We do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Say not carnal, not carnal. But mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I want you to say, pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought, say every thought, thought. to the obedience of Christ, obedience of Christ, and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. My subject tonight is Connecting the dots. Say connecting the dots. dots. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we have come here tonight because you have given us this great privilege, God, of being daughters of the King. Lord, help us, Jesus, to live And be and realize who we are in Christ. That we are your daughters, Lord. 
God, give us the strength and the mindset, the reality of who we are tonight by connecting the dots. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, you may be seated. How many of you got the jest that the theme tonight is Daughters of the King? Yes. I, I wanted that before you several times so that you would understand that um, this is about us and who we are, our privileges and our responsibilities. And our prayer tonight is this, that when you leave here, that you will have connected some dots that needed to be connected in your life. And you won't question who you are and the reality that you really, really, really are a daughter of the king. I want you to believe that when you leave here tonight. I really want you to believe that. And I want you to start believing it right now as I'm speaking. Okay? I sense that some of you have this, well, she's a daughter. And she's probably a daughter. And they're a daughter. But, mm, I don't know. You're listening to me say daughters of the king, and that really sounds great. But your emotions, your feelings, your second-guessing the facts of that truth that you, each one of you, are a daughter of the king. That's why I'm here tonight, because I want to help you connect the dots. I want you to believe, I want you to go from this dot to this dot, and realizing that, oh yeah, I'm a daughter. I'm a daughter of the king. This is Wikipedia's definition of our subject tonight, connecting the dots is a form of puzzle containing a sequence of dots. Should be able to see, everybody can see the dot picture. When a line is drawn connecting the dots, the outline of the object is revealed. That sounds simple enough, okay? How many of you bought books for your kids? Uh, connect the dot books, or grandchildren. Some of you better not have because you're single and you don't have any kids. <laughs> but you've bought them for your nieces or nephews, or you've helped them work their connected uh, the dot pictures. And when you first look at the picture, just like this one, we're looking at this picture. It's just a bunch of not dots with a bunch of numbers. And the dots are showing you the sequence of where you will or where you should draw the next line. And eventually starts revealing the picture. And sometimes we have to help our younger children because what do they want to do? They want to go from dot two or three and jump all the way over to dot 23 because they want to get it done. Okay. Connecting each one of the dots in sequence will eventually reveal what had been hidden from the beginning. I want you to get that. Think about that. Connecting each one of the dots in sequence will eventually reveal what had been hidden from the beginning. Off the dots of the page will emerge, emerge a completed 
picture. Possibly a dog, a cat, Mickey Mouse, a fairy, Lightning McQueen, Elsa and Anna, a smiling snaggletooth pumpkin, a big fat turkey, a Christmas tree, an angel, that kind of Baby Jesus in a manger, we teach our children to patiently follow the sequence of those numbered dots, whether they want to or are not. <laughs> that is, if they want to discover the hidden picture that only the author knows where the lines should go. So the dots are placed strategically from the beginning dot to the ending dot to eventually reveal the artist's picture. Something's starting to turn in your brain right now? Think about it. But in our adult discourse, the phrase connecting the dot is used as a metaphor to illustrate an ability to associate or connect one idea, connect one idea or one event with another idea or event by piecing together bits of information to form a conclusion. Also, it is to find what had been hidden from us from the beginning but is now plainly revealed the big picture. The big picture. Now, can I just tell you that the king of kings, whose daughter you are, he is the designer of your big picture. Through his wisdom, his knowledge, he knows the sequence that needs to be from every dot to every dot. And it comprises every event of your life from your birth to your death. He has this big picture. Past, present, future. He has a plan for you. He has a big picture and it's designed just for you. No two pictures are alike. So he wants to help you. You can't look over at somebody's picture and say, oh yeah, I want to draw this dot from here to here to here to here. And he says, no, that's not your big picture. You're to draw it from here to here to here. So he wants to help you and instruct you how to connect the dots in your big picture. Those events in your past, the ones that have taken place, whether bad or good. The events in your present, those happening right now in your life, whether bad or good. And those events in the future, whether bad or good. He wants to help you connect the dots. And each of these events will eventually all be connected, revealing your life story and your big picture. Guess what? 
we can't see the big picture right now. Can't see it. All we can do is to follow the sequence of the events from dot to dot to dot and trust the designer, the creator, the one who created us with a plan and a purpose. You know why? Because he alone knows where to place the next dot, where the next line should be drawn. And all of those events connected together will eventually create your big picture. Now, we must believe that our past, say our past, our present, our future, is divinely woven by God into our big picture. Although at this present moment, we can't see it. We don't understand it. The good, the bad, the ugly, it's all there from dot to dot, event to event, and will eventually be a part of our big picture, which ultimately reveals the will of God, God's purpose, God's plan for each of our own individual futures, resulting in a big picture. I want you to repeat this question, and then I'll give the answer. But when I say repeat the question, you say it. Uh, this is what I want you to repeat. Whose daughter did you say I am? Whose daughter? Okay. I said, you're the king of kings, daughter. Whose? I said, you're the king of kings, daughter. Whose? Sometimes, because of our unbelief, our lack of knowledge of who we really are, and even sometimes our disobedience in following our disobedience in following his plan for our lives, we want to answer that question of whose daughter did you say I am with whose daughter did you say I am? And, in, and instead of saying, I'm the king of king's daughter, we'll say, I'm the king of king's daughter? With another question. I'm the king of king's daughter? Shut your mouth. You could have fooled me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm the king of king's daughter? Oh, my goodness. Well, if I'm really the king of king's daughter, then why don't I feel like I'm a king of king's daughter. Pastor's been preaching on feeling. And some of you tonight don't feel like you're a king's daughter. And then with a sigh of resignation, we whine this thought. Did you know your thoughts can whine? Not only can they whine, they'll show up and whine and dine with you and eat you alive for dinner at your own pity party. <laughs> they will. Okay. Well, I wish I could believe that I was the king of kings' daughter. 
I wish I could really feel like I'm a king of kings out of that smooth. I don't know what to do. Yes, we do that. Recently, I spoke with a precious saint of God. She had just lost her mom. They were best friends and did everything together. Her mother's death left that terribly empty spot in her life. That void that only a mom can feel, only a best friend. On Saturday, the day of her mother's funeral, her son informed her that he was resigning his church. And the day she laid her mother to rest, which was on Sunday, after her son, who also was her pastor, resigned. In a matter of hours, from her death to this event to this event, the dots had been drawn. And suddenly, things just went spiraling out of control in her life. And those emotions inside, terrible feelings of grief, feelings of fear, feelings of hopelessness, feelings of frustration, feelings of anger, just weighing down, just weighing her down, breaking her heart, confusing her mind, draining her strength, depleting her energy, depressing her disrupting her peace, leaving her feeling completely overwhelmed, depressed by life. See, we've all been there. Every one of you have been there. This is no exception. This woman is no exception. I could have used each one of you here tonight because you've all been there. We've all been knocked down by life, and then while we're struggling to regain our footing, another event comes tumbling along and jerks the rug out from under us. The first thing we want to do is ask God, say why. Why, God? We want it. Why, God? And you know what? That's okay. He doesn't really mind us asking why. Because even Jesus, think about that. When he was on the cross, he was suffering. He was hurting. He was going through a lot. He was forsaken. He was alone. He was, he was carrying our sins, every one of them. The most terrible sin that you can imagine. He said he nailed it to the cross. And he cried out. Why have you forsaken me? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He was God. He was God, but he was man. Because he came down to earth and put on a body and became a man to feel, to know exactly what we face every day so we could never point our finger and say 
you don't understand. We could never point our finger and say, well, if you would have been like in my place, you probably would have reacted. No, 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 no. The Bible says that he was tempted in all ways like we are, but without sin. Pain hurts. It's uncomfortable. It makes us doubt who we are. It makes us really doubt. A daughter of the king? you got to be kidding me. King's daughters don't go through this. It depresses us by making us believe that life is always going to be this way. It's, it's when you're in pain, you just feel like it's going to last forever. So you know what we want? We want answers. We want answers for our pain. It's our human response to cry out, why God? Why God? When we're trying to connect the dots. And the sequence of the dots does not make any sense up here. Just doesn't make any sense. So we're arguing with our flesh whether or not we should continue to trust where the author, the artist, the creator, the designer of the big picture has allowed the dots to be placed. And we question whether we should take that next step of faith by obeying God. Do you know? Did you know it takes faith to obey God? It takes faith. Obedience is the highest form of faith. It's placing that line from that dot 10 to 11 when it doesn't make sense. But you just go ahead and do it because you know it's what you're supposed to do. Sometimes we even say, well, I'm just going to stop the process right here because I can see where this is going and I don't like the big picture. Because you know why we do that? Because we want to understand the why. We don't understand the big picture. How could this terrible incident from my past be part of this big picture? It's in that position that I found myself one day. I was driving down the road, and I was feeling all alone. You know you can have thousands of people around you and still feel lonely. Some of you unmarried ladies, I want you to hear me. Because you think a man is your answer for loneliness. Guess what? It is not. It is not your answer for loneliness. Do you know who allows you to feel loneliness? I know you're not going to like this answer. Jesus. Because he gives you opportunity to take your loneliness and to be alone with him. He takes your loneliness, if you will let him, and he will turn it into the greatest blessing of knowing him. Only he can do that. 
But I was feeling that loneliness, forsaken by God and friends and family. We've all been there. You just feel traumatized by life. You're just like, huh. And you're seeking for the answer to why this is all going on. Why is this happening? And I was whining those why thoughts to God. And why don't you, God? Why can't you, God? Why me, God? Why not, God? Why not? God was not. He was not even responding. I felt like he was like this. Have you ever had your husband kind of, when you're whining, just like, you know, like, no, he's not hearing me. But he wasn't responding, so, you know, I, I got really sick of saying, why, 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 because I wasn't getting any answers. I wasn't getting anywhere. So in my anger and my frustration, I was just literally beating the steering wheel, driving down the road. Now, I promise you this is what I did. This is not, I am not building this up. I am telling you the honest to God truth. It is not embellished. I was beating the steering wheel. And then I screamed out to God, how did you do it? I'm so glad. Yes, you know, I'm acting like I'm talking on the phone, you know. No, I'm talking to God and me is having a conversation going down the road. How did you do it? How did you go through what you went through and come out victorious, come out overcoming? You always did the right thing. You said the right thing. How did you do it? And because he had not answered my whiny why God questions, I really didn't expect him to say how he had done it. I was just belly aching. So when he answered me, it really startled me. I mean, it's like, whoa. It was so revelatory that I actually had to pull over because I said, uh-uh. This I don't want to forget. This I don't want to forget. I knew he was trying to help me connect dots. He was trying to help me. So I pulled over, wrote down what he said how he had gone through pain, physical suffering, mental anguish, emotional rejection, and loneliness to emerge victorious in every test. Jesus knew the how-to, and he, he was going to share that with me. Most of the time, we will not get an answer to our why questions. Have you noticed that? You're not going to get an answer to your why questions most of the time. You know why? <laughs> I'll tell you the answer to that why question. Because the word says that his ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our our thoughts and it would be like a scientist from the astrophysics department of NASA trying to explain the physics of the cosmos to a two-year-old that would be pretty ridiculous and that's how God feels you wouldn't have a clue if I tried to tell you so we can't lean 
on our own understanding. Why? Because we can't see the big picture. We can't see it. We can see those eventful dots from our past, but we cannot figure out how that line and those dots can connect to the dots today, to our dots tomorrow. But God can. God can see every dot and how to connect every situation from your past to your now to your future. And we just have to trust Jesus with the why. Say trust. Trust. You got to have faith in him and follow him because he knows how to make you an overcomer. And that's what we want the last dot. We want our picture to be a picture of an overcomer, of an overcomer. And we want to emerge victorious in every trial and every test just like he did. Okay, I told you that he told me what to do. And I know that some of you, you got your pen ready and you are ready to write. I see Loretta, she's right here on the front and she is waiting for me to give her how. <laughs> what he told me that day, but I'm not gonna give it to you yet. Just keep waiting, just keep waiting. I'll get there, I promise you. And, um, but I wanna stop here. And I want to help you connect some dots from your past at this point that may help you connect some dots to right now and then to the future. The King of Kings, who is our Father, who loves us, we're his daughters, he taught us by example. He taught us a very important lesson. There were 12 men in an upper room besides Jesus. After sharing with his disciples lessons about the bread and the wine being his body and being his blood, he took a towel. I can hardly talk about this. He took a towel and some water and he stooped down and he began to wash his disciples' feet one by one. Guess who else? Guess who he knew was going to betray him? He knew it. He already knew it. The Bible lets us know that he knew it. But guess who got their feet washed? Je Judas. Judas, who that very night... In just a few hours, would betray this king of glory. How did he do that? I'm telling you, he is just like we are. He has the same feelings like we do. His flesh was fighting that just like ours fights when we know we need to do something. And we fight it. But he did it anyway.
because he knew it was the right thing to do. Okay, we're going to go now to the three things that he told me that day. Number one, he said, I knew my purpose. And that purpose was to bring glory to the Father. Now he's talking about his flesh. He's talking about his flesh because he had a dual nature. He was God and he was man. So he knew in his flesh, in this birthed body, that God prepared for himself to be a part of us so he could redeem us from our sins. It took a spotless lamb. Before this time, before Jesus, their sins only rolled ahead for one year. When the priest would go in, he would take the lamb, cut the throat of the lamb and let it bleed. And then he would sprinkle the blood on the altar. And he'd go through all of this and would go into the holiest of holies. And their sins would just be moved ahead. They would never, ever be remitted. But he knew that in everything that he did in this body of flesh, he was to bring glory to him. So from the beginning of his earthly life to the end of his earthly life, Jesus was to display God's glory in an earthly body by every action and word. 100% of the time in every situation, bad or good, joyful or painful, stressful or joyful, his purpose was to display God's glory in everything, meaning every action, every reaction. Now, he was telling me how. Remember, we're going down the road, and I said, you know, after the whiles, I said, how did you do it? He had to keep that in his mind at the forethought. Does this bring glory to the Father, what I'm doing? Am I acting or am I reacting in a way that doesn't please him? We have to do that. We have to ask ourselves we can't just say what we're thinking or, oh, well, you know, that's just my personality. You know, I just say what I think and they'll just have to take. No, you don't. You know why? Because 1 Corinthians 6 and 19 through 20, some of you know it. What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own. Now, you don't get that privilege, sister, to say and act and react like you want to. For you, goes on to say, are bought with a price. So, he goes on to explain why. Therefore, you're going to glorify God in your body and your spirit. 
Okay? Number one, we are to bring glory to God in our body Look at yourself in the mirror before you go out the door and just say, is this body bringing glory to God or is it bringing glory to me? Because if it doesn't bring glory to God and it's bringing glory to you, it's not pleasing the Father. You have to ask yourself those questions because you're not your own. Now, if you want to relinquish your daughterhood of the king, then it doesn't matter, does it? But as long as you're his, his, his daughter and you belong to him, we are to bring glory to him. Number two, he said, I trusted the plan. What did that mean? That meant even when the sequence of the dots didn't make sense at the time, he knew it was part of the big picture. And even when it looked like the enemy might win a battle, he knew the ultimate victory belonged to him. Some of you are asking, you know, how, how could what happened to me, the terrible things that I went through as a child, be part of my big picture? You know, we can't undo those things. That was not purposed by God in the beginning. Because, see, he never planned on people sinning and falling, but he did make a plan for redemption to bring us up out of that. And the effects of sin. What you went through is the effect of sin. It's the effect of the evil in the evil world. And sometimes we want to just close that off and say, okay, that's not part of my big picture. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it'll always be part of your big picture. And you know what? If you will allow it to, God will take the sequence of those dots, connect it to your now, connect it to your future, and you will not even imagine the power that you will have when you're able to give your testimony of what Jesus has done for you to where you are today. See, that's the power of a testimony. A testimony is what you had victory over from your past or what you have overcome or what happened to you. You don't have to take the shame of that thing. You don't have to bear that shame because Jesus is the one that bears that shame and that guilt. But you can use it to show people, to tell people, oh, if you just knew how he can take anything from your past and give you a testimony to help somebody else. Don't let the devil get you to the place where he's got you all bound up and imprisoned because of your past. Break out of that prison. Break out of that past. Say, oh no, you're not going to do that to me, enemy. 
I remember one time that, it's not in my notes, but I'm going to tell you. I, I was so distraught that I was laying in the floor in a fetal position. And I was crying my heart out. I was so broken. I was so broken. And I, I, didn't, I didn't know if I'd survive or not. And I was crying so hard that all my body fluids from my face, from my nose, from my eyes, they were just puddling up on the floor. And I was so broken. I looked at that puddle and I just took it and scooped it up and just wiped it down my face. That's how broken I felt at that time. But then something clicked up here. And I said, go ahead. Hmm. Go ahead, Satan. If this is where I need to be, to be broken and bruised, to know him in the power of his resurrection and in the fellowship of his suffering, go ahead. But I want you to know that when you get through with this, I'm going to get up from here. And I'm going to run, and I'm going to shout, and I'm going to dance, and I'm going to thank him, and I'm going to praise him, and I'm going to believe in him, and I'm going to trust him for my next step. I don't know what that step is, but I'm going to trust Jesus. And, you, and I got up from there, and I just went, and I bought a few gifts. And I just went to a few places, a few hospitals, a few uh, clinics. I, I, I went wherever I felt Jesus told me to go. And I just found somebody to pray for. Get your mind off your situation. Get your mind off yourself. That's where the devil gets us in prison. He gets us all bound up. And it's all about me, 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 me and how I feel. You've got to break through that. It doesn't matter how I feel. I'm trusting him. And I know when I get through the river and through the fire and through this and through that, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Although he was the king of kings and the Lord of lords, he trusted the plan of redemption. He trusted the plan. Shedding of blood, death on a cross. He submitted himself in the garden, he cried out, Father, let this cup pass from me. I don't want to go through this. Let's let it pass from me. But then he stopped. He was, he was in such stress that he was sweating as though it were great drops of blood. I've never been there. I might have been in a fetal position on the floor, but I've never been in that kind of stress. Nevertheless. You've got to trust the plan, ladies. You've got to trust the plan. And you've got to say, nevertheless, thy will be done. I don't understand it. I don't know where these dots are going in the sequence. But I just believe that if I cry out and say, nevertheless, thy will be done. By humbling his flesh, surrendering to being rejected, tortured, and crucified, he submitted to the plan. Number three. And the third thing he said that day was. Brother Phillips. I, told, I looked at her today and I said. He needs to get off of my message. 
He was filled with the power. That's what he told me. I was filled with the power. You can't do this in yourself. If you wonder why you're struggling and you can't get a foothold and you're, you're just tottering like you're drunk and you're just like, you know, you just got to go back to the source. Go back to the source of being filled with the power. As a man, the Bible says he felt everything we felt. After his baptism, the spirit led him into the wilderness. After his baptism, the, the word says he was filled with the power. And he was led away into the wilderness to fast 40 days and 40 nights. He was hungry. He was weak. And guess who came along at his hungriest, weakest moment? He always knows when to knock on our door. We feel exposed and we feel like, ugh. You know, he just felt raw because he was so weak. And you know what? He didn't choose his own words because he had been empowered to bring glory to God. Guess whose words he chose? The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's what the Bible says. And he attacks us in our weakest moment. When we're in that valley moment. And when Satan tempted Jesus, Jesus taught us what to do. First of all, know the word and verbally speak the word. Know the word, speak the word, pray the word. If you haven't been praying the word, it's powerful. Pray scriptures. You can print scriptures off the internet that are powerful. They'll call, I think they even call them vitamin scriptures. They'll give you strength. They'll give you power. It's your weapon. It is forever settled in heaven. And Satan has no antidote for it. Because you know why? It's the truth. And he's a liar. And he can't attack the truth. The writer of the book of James tells us to submit to God first. Submit to God first. You know, we want to resist the devil. The Bible says submit to God first. That means obey God. Submit to God. Resist the devil. He'll flee from you. He goes on to, draw, to say, draw nigh to God. Draw nigh to God? Oh, well, I want God to draw nigh to me. No, you draw nigh to God, and God will draw nigh to you. It's an act of faith when you draw nigh to God. Then James goes on, he says, cleanse yourselves. How do you do that? You line yourself up with the word. Line yourself up with the word. If you're not obeying the word, you can't cleanse yourself. Purify your hearts. We do that simply by repentance. And after humbling ourselves, the word says that God himself will come and lift us up. We'll overcome. The Bible says that Jesus, God manifested in the flesh, took upon himself the form of a servant. In that upper room, what did he do? 
He took upon himself the form of a servant. Whose daughter are you? Whose daughter are you? Yeah, you're the king's daughter. Here in the upper room, he's being that example of a servant by humbling himself, washing feet, the lowest of the law. Well, I'm not going to do that. She said that. If she thinks she's going to get by, or he, oh, you just wait. I'll go in my bedroom and shut the door and not speak to him for a few days. No, 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 no. The scripture plainly says that this king came to serve and not to be served. He didn't come with entitlement attitude of, I deserve. We can't either. We're his daughter. Whose daughter are you? You're his daughter. Are you sure you want to be his daughter? Because he came to serve. He came to serve. Whose daughter did you say I am? He already knew Judas. He already knew Judas would betray him. He already knew that he was going to be left alone to face rejection by the very ones he came to love and save. He knew his death was imminent. He had only just a few hours. Un poquito. Hours. To show them how. Jesus was connecting the dots of his life so they could see the bigger picture of his purpose in coming. Whose daughter did you say we are? You're his daughter. The king of kings' daughter. If you're filled with his spirit, you've got his DNA. You can do this. Can you stand, please? Those that have the towels, would you come forward, please? Yes. If you have his spirit, you're his daughter, the king of kings' daughter. You've got his DNA. Remember, he's empowered you. You've got to bring glory to God. Number one, bring glory. Bring glory. I don't like what they're doing. I, I, I want to stop what they're... No, 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 no. Don't react. Just stay focused on him. Because as a king's daughter, we bring glory to him. It's all about the kingdom. It's all about the kingdom. It's not about us. See, when you're a king's daughter, it's about the kingdom. You can't do what you want to do. You can't go where you want to go. You can't act like you want to act. Jesus had just a few hours to show them how he was connecting the dots of his life so they could see the bigger picture of his coming. From the cross, now remember where he is right now. From the cross, he made his final appeal 
to the Spirit with an, a prayer of intercession. And that prayer was for those who were responsible for his pain, for his torturous death. He showed us by example how he did it. He trusted the plan. And now he was going to cry out. He's showing us how to do it. Father, forgive them. Oh, wait, 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 wait. They haven't asked you to forgive them. You can't do that. No, 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 no. Don't, don't take that dot from that dot to that dot. No, no, wait, stop. Father, forgive them. They, don't, they haven't asked me to forgive them. I can't forgive them. They need to suffer for what they've done to me. They need to suffer. They've hurt me. I've had a lot of pain and emotional trauma because of what they did. Forgive them. Forgive them. Because they don't really understand what they did. The devil used them. They don't understand. They don't understand your judgment. They don't understand how hot hell is going to be. God, please forgive them. Don't hold them accountable for what they're doing to me. Whose daughter are you? Whose daughter are you? You want to be the king's daughter? You got his DNA. Don't say you can't do it. You can do it. He has given you the power to forgive. To forgive. Do you know what happened when he said it's finished? Oh, God. People came out of tombs. Graves were opened. The mercy seat behind the curtain that no one could ever go into but the priest one time a year, that the blood was sprinkled. The spotless lamb gave his all, every drop of his blood was poured out and that curtain rent in two from top to bottom and mercy 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 came forth mercy was released how could we do any less how could I say no I can't give him mercy I'm not giving him mercy how could you do that it was for you do you want him to hang your sins up and say I forgave you of this Adultery, fornication, lust, lasciviousness. God, forgive us. Forgive our judgments, our cruelty. Whose daughter are you? You got a towel in your hand, ladies. Do you understand what that means? You're his daughter, you're his servant. What are you going to do with that towel? Are you going to serve? Tyler's waiting on you to get out of your prison. Tyler's waiting on you to go serve them. They need to know. They need to hear what he's done for you. They need to know your testimony. You've got a testimony. Go tell it. Don't let the enemy get one bit of glory out of your past. 
give it as a testimony of where you are and where he's taken you. If you want to serve, come up here to the altar. Because when you connect the dots, you're going to get this picture. Look up there, ladies. Look up there, ladies. That's what it means to connect the dots. Yeah. You got a towel. You got a cross before you can get that crown. You want a crown? You deserve a crown. But it's at the end of your journey that you're going to get the crown. It's not quite time for the crown. But if you'll take the towel... And you'll do what the King of Glory did. You'll just serve, serve, serve. Connect the dots. Connect the dots. It's all about Him. It's all about the cross. It's all about the cross. It's all about the blood. He didn't emerge triumphant out of a tomb without first bearing the cross. We can't have the crown. We can't have a crown without a cross. You got to have the cross. You got to serve. You got to serve. Raise your towel up. Raise it up and say, God, I'm willing to serve you. I'm your daughter. I have your DNA. I'm tired of thinking about me. I'm tired of it being about me, God. It's going to be about you. It's going to be about your glory. Hallelujah. 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 Harakaya Rasi.